Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the I Am Certain That This Is A Podcast podcast. I am your host, once again, Mark Paul Freeman here. Here with the star of the show, Anna Paul Freeman. My wife, who's made the record. Dan Yol Fulgado. Hello. And returning special guest, Meg Fulgado. MegFulgado.com. Oh, gotta go there. Oh, oh, here we are. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> Just like, go for it. I haven't it. even said hi yet. Just go, I know. Hey, Just go for it. I've looked at it. It's oh, great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah. This is song nine on the album Certain. The song is called Rocky Ground, and uh, we're here to talk through it. So, Anna, why don't you just take us through how you wrote this? Like, where where did the song start? You know, some of the lyrics, whether you want to start with the lyrics or just kind of songwriting aspects, um, what was, how did it come to be? Yeah, this song, well, I wrote, this song has two very distinctive parts to it. You can hear in the song, there's like a, a longer instrumental piece um and the two parts of the song were written like at least a year apart from each other um so the the beginning it says it still feels out there and i kind of had this idea of like at the time we've talked about in various podcast episodes and um a lot of these songs are surrounding faith or me having to really come head to head with whether or not I believed the things that I always grew up saying I believed and, and believing not like I wasn't pretending. Um, but I think that life's circumstances and heartache and heartbreak and confusion brings a lot of questions up throughout life. And so the whole, I'm kind of alluding to it, but I don't say it in that first verse. Um, the concept that like, God, does Jesus actually change anything? Does Jesus actually have power? Does he make any difference is kind of the question that's on my mind in that first verse. Um, And so it's like this idea of like, it still feels out there. It hasn't taken root. It hasn't made its way into my heart of where it's mine. I believe it. It's this kind of concept that I think Jesus probably changes things but I don't know if I can quite like believe that for myself, not, and I want to say like, I never struggled. My, my struggles were never like, is Jesus real? It is Christianity real. It was, does it make a difference? Does he make a difference? A lot of my questions, which you can tell in all these songs, when I was going through my like deeper faith crises, which I think I wrote this song probably in that season. Um, all the questions are to Jesus. So so it wasn't like I l- lost faith necessarily in him as like an entity, but maybe I lost faith in his character for a bit there. Um, which then goes into the chorus, which says like, is my faith just a seed sown on rocky ground? It was that feeling of like, really? Like I've grown up genuinely believing this since I was a little girl I have like a sweet memory um in my childhood of reading the bible knowing that Jesus loved me knowing that I loved him and it wasn't like a fake oh I'm just doing this because I want to look good in church like I genuinely believed it 
Um, and then to be, what was I, maybe 30, 29 when I wrote this. Um, and thinking like, seriously, that's all it took. It just took some like heartache and then it was all gone. Like I thought it was deeper. I thought that this, I thought that the faith that I had had through my whole life would have been grittier and had more roots to get me through like weathering the storms, which now five years later or whatever, I can say it did, <laughs> but in the time, like in the moment, it was jarring for me that I had any sort of questions about my faith. Um, and so that's kind of the, I mean, the first half of the song is the same verse and chorus and then just repeated. Um, and then, yeah, it was like another year in which I had this realization, I think something about like, have faith of a mustard seed. And when you grow up in church, you hear that parable and concept a million times. And I never thought anything of it. It was like a lot of times those things lose their weight and power when you hear them a lot. So it was just like, oh, if ye old have faith of the mustard seed, you can move mountains. Like, I don't really know what that means, but okay. But then I, I, I don't know, like made sense to me in a new way of like a mustard seed is super small. Like that's actually tiny. And if that's literally all you need is a tiny bit of faith left, I still have that. It has not gone completely away. It definitely has like shaken and crumbled and changed in a lot of ways, but I still have something. And so it was just kind of this like, all right, Jesus, if you can literally move mountains with the faith of a mustard seed, I think I have the teeny tiny amount. So sure, go for it. Like that's kind of the the ending feeling of the song. Um, yeah. Uh, you mentioned something about like his, you questioning the character part of it. Was that more of a like one-on-one I'm questioning your character directly or was it through the pain of relational experience, like representation of him kind of thing? Well, I think some of this does get into, and we've talked a little bit like of some of the fallout of Mars Hill. I think some of it was connected to me of people that I loved not having faith anymore. And it was like, well, wait, what? those were in the untouchable group of people that like should have been okay because you know, like they were in and, and we've had lots of people in our um, close circle, extended circle, medium circle, well beyond that. Like the fallout of Mars Hill was, was a lot and there's a lot of brokenness and not, not just with faith. There was just a lot of deep heartache and hurt that came out of that experience. And um, so I think when all you're seeing is people walking away from this and saying, oh, well, and even if we're talking Mars Hill, like, oh, this whole thing is toxic. This is not okay. This is abusive. This is like, you know, and that's all the rhetoric you hear over and over and over again. You start to be like, what's left? Like what? I I think I believe this, but like if everybody, if it's only like feels like it's um, shrinking instead of growing, in people, whether or not people becoming Christians, I don't know if it's specifically that, but just the kind of environment and culture around you, it can be so disheartening. And so I think that's why it's that idea of like, 
does Jesus have power? Because in this situation, what I'm seeing right in front of me is I don't see a lot of power. I see a lot of heartbreak and heartache. And, you know, I don't know what's going to come in five or 10 years, but what I'm seeing around me just like feels so sad. I think the thing that I appreciate about these collections of songs, and I don't remember the other demos that we nixed personally, but it feels like they all wound up with a theme, which is really interesting that it kind of like the theme of it kind of emerged over time. Um, but there's also like very real pain that you went through and grief that you went through that's still attached to the songs, which I think is really, I don't, I don't think that we tried to clean those up in the arrangement either. You know, it's not like we try to make the arrangement happy while you're singing a really sad song, which well, I, I really appreciate. Yeah. And this one to me, I think I like this song cause it feels, it doesn't feel sad to me. Like some of the other ones do. It feels introspective. I'm, I'm just like, processing and and looking at my life and thinking through things um and so i like that that the song feels like it goes along with that and there's a bit of an arc of even the way like the instrumental sections are used where it, i feel like instruments come in when like words don't need to be said right in that moment or they mirror to me like when you're in your own thoughts and in your own heart and then towards the end it's kind of like having some sort of thing that you processed through of like, oh, actually, as I've thought this through, like I I can, I do have faith. And that it's kind of funny because that instrumental <laughs> represents like a year plus of my life, yeah. you know, to be able to get to that point. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like how it mirrors the kind of arc of when you're walking through something. Yeah. And I think, even what you mentioned earlier about not being sure of a lot of those things and, and being surprised that you ran into these kinds of like more upending sort of thoughts. I think it almost is the fact that you went through that difficulty and that storm, as you called it, that probably led to the end of that song being like, you having the confidence and clarity to say some of those things. So it's, I think it's cool that like there's a song that someone just hears. And for you, it was like this whole like three year experience, <laughs> like wrapped up into one, like four minute piece of music, but it wasn't, you had to like go through those three, four years to actually even like wrap all of that together and have it make sense. But I think now it invites a lot of people with those same questions to just like be able to be okay vo vocalizing the same types of experience. Um, I don't know. So I, I feel like the content of the lyrics at least allows a lot of space for people to just kind of like openly ask these things. And I think that's where some of the songs shine, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you can feel the story behind it. Like you were saying, you can feel all of the story, the arc of the story. And so it gives perspective of like, this is where I've been and this is where I am now versus this is where I am right now and I'm in the mud and you hear that I'm still in the mud. And that's where like you can feel the hope in the midst of the wrestle, like both are true. I think you write that tension really well in a lot of your songs of like, 
like the, the wrestle or the hauntedness or there's like that difficult element while also hope and inspiration. Like you hold that tension that shines through in the song too. Thanks, Meg. Yeah, you're welcome. I think now as I look back on it, I mean, this is how life is, right? You look back on things you went through a couple of years ago, you have like a slightly different viewpoint. If I could like go back to Anna when I wrote this song, I feel like I would, um, I don't see faith and doubt as um, the opposite ends of like, they're not opposing forces in the way that I used to think they were. So even that like, is my faith just a seed sown on rocky ground? Now I'm like, no, it's not. You're just going through some stuff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. being yeah. having questions, having doubts, like that's not a bad thing. That's life. And so um, now I look back on that and say like the fact that I was even asking those questions of God shows that like I still did have faith. And if you're in the spot where you don't anymore, you don't have faith and you're like, no, I'm, you know, I'm not okay with this. Just keep walking, like keep asking your questions, keep, um, I, I don't know. I think I feel a lot more okay with that struggle than I did at the time. Like Mark was saying, like it did feel very jarring to me in that season. Cause I did feel like I saw a lot of people walk through a faith crisis or deconstructionism or something. And I had no not that I didn't have empathy, but it was empathy as someone who had never walked through it myself. Like, oh, I could feel for that thing, but I didn't have any piece of myself that could identify with it. Um, and so it was kind of like, wait, what? Me? I thought <laughs> I thought I was immune to this, you know? Um, so that I think it was helpful to go through for sure. And I'm sure I'll have more. I'm still just in my 30s. Life is long, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more stuff. And Mark and I talk about this. There's a lot of things. Like, we've been married for 10 years. That's still, like, small in the grand scheme of people who stay married. Like, there's a lot we have not walked through. And a lot that we will have to face throughout life. And, yeah. Thorns and thistles choke and drown Is my fate just a season on rocky ground? I thought it was deeper, I thought feel proof My tears bring a question to my truth Well, tell us a little bit more then about... I, we mentioned a little bit about how the music kind of matches some of that arc of what you were trying to convey. Like... Tell us some of the unique things about this song. You know, Dan and I were just saying before this, like this one of our favorites um, in just, I don't know why for you, but like, I, I think just like the trajectory that it goes on just feels like more enticing to me somehow. But like, I don't know, maybe explain a little bit about where you went musically and some of the different instrumentation and stuff that's different on this one. Yeah, I think this one is a good picture of like mine and Dan's like ability to collaborate, I would say, on the album. Like I had a, an idea for this song. I knew I had an idea already for the drum beat that I wanted. We had played this song at our backyard show and you had kind of like played on like electric drums a little bit, something like That's right. slightly groovier. I forgot about that. Like we were kind of going in the like, we wanted it to be... Um, 
offbeat or like have some bit of swag to it, which is also kind of funny because like the subject matter that we're talking about, you wouldn't think that you wanted it groovy, but it just felt like it worked to me. Um, and I knew, I knew I wanted it to straighten out with like that instrumental in the middle and then kind of have like a straighter, um, build like towards the end. But the way that ended up taking shape, I feel like was more you like Dan, like who we, we kind of, I don't know. I don't look back on this one and remember any sort of like push or pull of the two of us. It kind of felt like, yeah, okay. I have like an idea. He took it somewhere then like the strings when Brian brought them in, it like totally brought the whole thing to life. And then I don't know, it, it all kind of worked together. I think the thing that felt like this one worked for me, I feel like all these songs have a lot of space, probably way more space than I would intuitively put in a song because that feels pretty risky. Those are the kinds of things that feel risky to me because it's so naked in in the scope of like a record. But um, I do remember wanting to leave space because I think we knew we wanted strings on this one. And um, I think the song, I think the record only has electric guitars on one song. Is that right? <laughs> I can't remember. I think it's I Believe is okay. the only song that has electric guitars on it. Because live. This has them. This does? Yeah. There's Wait. some little whole notes here and there. Dan, he it's had the chorus. A, found a found his way in. You're right. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just these subtle little. So this is the second. Okay, yeah. this is the second song. But live, <laughs> it's usually a little bit more gnarly, especially when it gets like big, you know. But I remember, you know, the, all you, all those you know. times on tour that we do this live <laughs> <laughs> every night back to back, just slamming the song. Um, but. Um, I remember like intuitively, like I think I wanted to add more and you were like, not happening. That was, that was the theme of like, <laughs> that was the theme. No yeah. guitar. And I was like, less guitar, which I'm like, okay, what do I do? You know, but <laughs> you did a lot. You played bass. I on did this play song, bass. On, and you I, also played a lot of organ. On, I did play a lot yeah. of organ, but, um, I do like the strings to me on this one. To me, it's a combination of like, it's just everything seemed to just work on this one, especially the way that the drums and the bass kind of like interplay in the bigger, bigger sections. Um, it just felt cool to hear. I don't think there's any other song on the record or the previous CP that we did that has this kind of driving thing that's just kind of like straight ahead. Um, and then we kind of have like more cinematic stuff happening around it, mm -hmm. but it's all stuff that wasn't like a sample. It's like we created it. Yeah. Um, and so I think all those things to me, I'm like, I really love going back and listening to this one a lot. Yeah. I remember we kind of had like the rough parts laid down and then it was kind of like, oh yeah, we're waiting. Like Brian's going to do some strings. We're not sure. And then we got the strings back and it was just like, oh my gosh, oh this my song just yeah. completely changed and yeah. this is epic. Like it was totally. crazy. Like all totally. those all the parts that he added. And I remember even you talking Anna about like the we're in the center, in the middle where it kind of like gets, it, it feels a little bit more out of time and stuff. And it was just kind of like some of the random stuff going on. And you were kind of like, where is he going? Cause like you hear someone recording just like in, in isolation, these like random, like kind of like, Oh yeah. Cause he was building, building parts in front of just us. Just doing yeah. it. 
And you're probably just like, what is happening? And then like you kind of piece it all together and you're like, okay, this, I, I totally get it now. This yeah. works. I know I love that stuff of just the layering and like you, you, there is a part of, I mean, this is me speaking like completely naively, but like there's a part of songwriting and recording process that's like creating these layers um, that is very unlike just like, oh yeah, we're going to get together and play this live song. It's right. like, that's totally different like way of thinking through creating something like this. So I think this was also the first song, if I'm not mistaken, that we decided to reverse the piano. I think this is the thing that kind of created that theme for yeah. the record, which is pretty cool because I was just like, just play a bunch of random notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it kind of created that sort of yeah, and that theme. little thing exists on two or three songs. I think at the yeah. beginning, that's in the, the, yeah, that's the intro, intro here. The yeah, totally. But it is true. Like you said, the word cinematic at the end. That felt very just like the swelling like string thing, while like the whole thing is just kind of getting like dissonant and big. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of has. I like the song, Anna. I do too. Good job, thanks, people. Thanks, everyone guys. that worked on this. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> you helped too. I don't know what else. What else is there on this one? I feel like there's a lot going on here, but. Um, I mean, the funny thing is, it's also very simple. I mean, it's just the three of us plus strings. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the thing I like about the record is that we did ask people who are like experts in what they do to come in and bring stuff and it helped lift the record. But a lot of this is just us trying to work with what we had, like work with what's in front of us and what are our capabilities. And I, I like that too. It's kind like of across the board with gear and everything too. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, It mm-hmm. feels like the way that like, I'm going to make a cooking reference cause I like to cook, but those times where you make a dinner and you just like have to use what's in your pantry. And then when it ends up like, tasting really good you feel really proud of yourself because you could have like spent all this money and Mm -hmm. gone and you know made some like steak or something but you just used what was on hand and I feel like a lot of this record feels like that to me it's like we had a budget we had a timeline we have children we had like all of our things and I actually feel really proud of it I don't think it was a negative I think that we just used what was in front of us to like make make some music it doesn't have to yeah, be, definitely. it doesn't have to be overly complicated, you know? Yeah. We made a music video for this one. Also with our children that are out of every, out, out of the frame on every yes. single frame. Took a family trip to a cabin. That was all Anna's idea. We're going to take a trip to a cabin and out of it, I want a family <laughs> trip for our kids and a music video. <laughs> yep. We're like, oh man, it was like two nights. It was crazy, but we did do. We, we almost we, we made something. We almost lost it in stress a couple times, but the beauty of that weekend is we got a music video, and our kids somehow didn't feel neglected. They like loved it. We had like a really sweet family time, and just had them have like, okay, go have a little quiet time, and then got like all the inside shots. <laughs> And then in the outside shots, they're literally like playing with sticks, just like out of. As you're singing this really deep song. Yes. It's <laughs> it so absolutely hard nuts. to maintain your like, you're trying to like act almost like of trying to be mm-hmm. genuine. Mm-hmm. But then it like, it was funny when we were editing it because you can hear the audio of the actual yeah. takes and you hear like Emerson, our four-year-old's like crying, complaining, Cassidy won't listen to me. And I'm just like, is my fate just a seed? So I'm about to keep crying. Oh, man. It's great. 
That's good awesome. times. The concentration that takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's fun though. I like, yeah. Music videos are, our music videos are not going to take off and make waves anywhere, but they're fun to do. And it's like yeah, kind of are. a fun thing that we like to do together. Yeah, so definitely. again, on a budget DIY, but a good looking cabin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. Mrs. Airbnb lady. We may stay again. <laughs> I'm curious why you chose this song for your music video. What made you want to do a video of this song? Well, we have a lot of music video ideas. So we have, I mean, we've made a couple and I have like visuals for multiple of them. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking through this song, for some reason, the visual of a cabin made sense to me. Initially, it was the inside outside, like in the beginning when it's saying like it still feels out there. Um, and then the idea when you finally like get up and you walk outside that out there to me was like God and the fears and like what's out there. And then the point when you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go and we're going to like, yeah. yeah, And we're going to actually like talk this out, me and you. (laughs) That's like kind of the ending. Mm -hmm. And so I like that picture. And then I also wanted to take a trip with my kids. So yeah. Yeah. Two for one. Yeah. We're trying to be efficient. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was, I don't know. I think it came across 80% of how we wanted it to. <laughs> Mark will always oh, negate just, his own work. Oh, yeah. I'm my own worst critic. <laughs> I think it's great. Thanks. All you podcast listeners, all five of you, tweet at Mark and tell him that you think that video is great. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. They get to tweet at me. Oh, yeah, I'm waiting still. Ditto. We are Twitter friends. <laughs> yeah, I, totally I don't have Twitter, Twitter so I'll just say tweet right now. Oh, thanks, Meg, Meg does have that, a Twitter, that's but you'll tweet. never find it, and she hasn't logged on in 11 years. I. It's so old, I forgot I had one. Yep. Yeah. Mm, we got to yeah. learn Meg's it's nickname. Out, it's nice. out there in the ether. I don't have one. You did for like six months. I did, and I was like, I, why am I on here? This makes <laughs> no sense. <laughs> Anyways. Well... Yeah, I think let's wrap this one up then. And we will be back next time with the final song on the album. But until then, this is Rocky Ground. there hasn't taken root moved 
Thank you.